In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony. Oh yes, it's a preach the word <clears throat> in season and out of season, when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. We need preachers. We need preachers in the church. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Oh yes, as I said, if you have a six-minute homily, you may as well not do anything because the world is 24-7 trying to change our hearts and to be just like the world. I'm looking at Acts 8, verse 26. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, get up and go toward the south. The Lord says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Have you ever heard the Lord speak? I have. Audibly, I have once. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Get up and go toward the south to a road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the wilderness road. So he got up and went. He did what the angel asked him to do. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in a chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go over to that chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get up and sit beside him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to slaughter. Like a lamb sent before his shearers, he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life has been taken away from the earth. I want to look again and see why Philip is not waiting on table. Once the apostolic spirit came upon Philip, he could not wait on table. He came to preach the word of God to bring healing, to bring deliverance. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom may I ask you 
does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus, that Jesus had to die, be buried, and rose from the dead. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look here, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip was baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. What do you think the eunuch is going to do when he gets back to Ethiopia? Go and preach the gospel. Oh, yes. He was touched with salvation. And now the eunuch, who is a wonderful man, when the queen had given him so many duties, he's going to preach the gospel. One by one. When's the last time you preached the gospel? When's the last time you told somebody? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. You see, Philip can't be waiting on table. He's got very important things to do. He's been touched by the apostolic experience. The apostles laid hands upon him, and he began to preach the word of God and to listen to the word of God. I wonder how many of us hear God's voice. You're not going to hear it if you're hearing music all the time. You need to hear God's voice for you in your heart. God is speaking to you every day. God wants you to grow closer to him every second on this earth. He speaks to your heart in many ways. He speaks to your heart through feeling, through other people, through looking up at nature, seeing that Jesus created this whole world and all the beauty in it for you to live in and be immersed in. That Jesus wants you to walk in a divine reality with him day by day. When we're not looking out at the world, we're looking up at our Creator. As our praise ascends, heaven comes down. As you look up to heaven, Jesus releases angels over your life. He releases the love of the Father. He releases all goodness, and it's a free gift. It's just we, we want to be open to receive it. You know, upon hearing... 
the word of God does Eunuch want to be baptized into the kingdom? Like, you've been chosen to live in the kingdom of God. And Jesus wants you to live every day in celebration of this. That not only are you redeemed and you'll be united to Jesus in heaven, but by the Holy Spirit, by your baptism, today you're in mystical union with all of heaven. You're in mystical union with all of heaven. And what we put our attention on begins to begins to happen in our life. So when you put your attention on the goodness of God, on the Word of God, on the faith of God, on the love of God, it begins to imbue you and it begins to fill you. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you that you're filling us moment by moment, second by second, with all of your truth, all of your goodness, in all of your light, because we know that the light of God drives out all darkness. And God, you are all light and have no darkness in you. And that is what we are all called to be. That is what you are called to live in. And that's what we, we thank you for today. Philip was snatched by the Holy Spirit and brought to Azotus. I know another story that happened like this. It was Joshua Mills. He was praying, and he found himself in China. And he found himself with people who were praying. And he started praying with these people in China. And at the end of the prayer, he gave them his card. And when he returned back to his home, he wondered if this really was taking place, or was it a dream? Or was it a vision? Days later, he got a call from the Chinese people who had his card. He was snatched from where he was to China. And that the card was the way to know that it was real. The Lord wants to snatch us out of pornography, yep. wants to snatch us out of unforgiveness wants to snatch us out of our own our own stuff i'm reading the ninth chapter meanwhile saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the lord went to the high priest and asked him for letters in the synagogue at damascus so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? He answered, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. So to persecute anyone in the kingdom is to persecute Jesus. This is real. That's why we've got to be very careful how we deal with our brothers and sisters. We do not want to persecute Jesus.
I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice, but no one saw the vision. Saul got up from the ground and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now I'm telling you, it's all about Stephen. Stephen forgave Saul. Hold not this sin against them. Forgiveness brings people before the throne of God. We need to be a people of forgiveness. There would be no Paul without Stephen. There would be no Paul without Stephen. What about you? What about me? Who do we have to forgive after this day, after this moment? Thank you, Lord, for the gift of forgiveness. God's all light, no darkness in him, and that unforgiveness is darkness. And we 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 don't get in, we don't make it into heaven with unforgiveness in us. God needs to draw it out. So when we have unforgiveness in our heart and God's love, He gives us over to be tormented until we can forgive them. You know, nothing nothing we'll ever go through is anything compared to what Jesus went through on the cross, and He offered forgiveness. For, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So, Father, we just pray for the anointing to forgive, to forgive ourselves, because, you know, Jesus doesn't even remember our sins. Once we, go, once we confess them, they're wiped away clean. It's only us who forgives us. It's only the devil who condemns you. God, God wants you living it right now, in the present moment, and right now, you're forgiven for every sin you've ever done if you've confessed it. You're redeemed. You're living, you're living in eternity. You're living with the Lord. God wants to snatch you up out of the world. Maybe you won't be transported to China like Josh, which God does these extreme miracles. He snatched me out of the world through Father Tom. Day by day, he's looking to snatch things out of you. Snatch, snatch little things that are sins, that are unbeliefs, that are just disconnecting you from the kingdom. He wants to re snatch up your humanity and replace it with his divinity. God wants us to be less human and more divine. And as we gaze upon God, as you read the word, as you just let God fill you, as you let God fill you, as you let God fill you as he is right now, Pretty soon, we become a little less of this earth and a little more of heaven. You know, in the mystic realms of God, which we all have, it's just about receiving. It's about receiving and things like unbelief, unforgiveness, our little sins. They separate us from God. But as we give those things to God, we give them to the Holy Spirit, we let the Holy Spirit come and snatch them up from us. We be able to, we're able to just receive more and more and more of the kingdom of God. 
The kingdom of God resides within you. And God wants to activate this kingdom in you. These apostles, your Jesus is apostle today. And Jesus is writing your book day by day, second by second. And it comes with your surrender. It comes with your life laid down for the Lord like these apostles. And that comes by the gift of the Holy Spirit because only through the Holy Spirit can we truly know Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to you. You can read the Bible every day of your life, and you should. But without, without the Holy Spirit, without reading it with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, we can never truly know Jesus. We can know about his love, but we want to be filled with his love. So, Father, pour out your Spirit upon us. Pour out your love. Pour out your love, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And let the Spirit of truth drive out every lie and everything not of you. Day by day, moment by moment, second by second. Holy Spirit, we lay down our life for you. And we beg you. We honor you. We know you're a person. We know you have a personality. We know you're a jealous God, so come snatch us up right now. Snatch us up into the heavenly realms. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know that Paul uh, said that we are the body of Christ, and he is the head. It comes to his conversion. Why do you persecute me? He could have said, I never saw you. But to persecute a Christian is to persecute Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, Christ being the head. Let's continue. Now, there was a disciple in Damascus, Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight. Go to Straight Street. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this very moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, are you making a mistake? I have heard from many about this man and how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And there he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the way here has sent me that you would regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, 
he regained his strength. You see, thank you, Philip. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Lord, for raising up people who forgive. We would not have Paul and his writings if Stephen did not forgive him. Lord, do not hold this against them, he said. Do not hold this against them. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. Transformation. Rather than killing Christians, he's preaching the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who looked, who invoked his name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them found before the chief priest? Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. You must remember that Saul was taught by the wonderful teacher Gamaliel. I often wonder if Saul, become Paul, ever went to Gamaliel and talked about Jesus as the Son of God. The Bible doesn't tell us, but I kind of think in my own heart that one day Paul went to see his teacher, Gamaliel, one of the best teachers in the Holy Land. And he said, I know Jesus. He is the Son of God. I believe that happened. I do not read about it. It is not scriptural. But Paul wanted Gamaliel to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, was the Son of God, and will be the Son of God. He is the Son of God, and He wants to be the Son in your life. At the end of this broadcast, too, we just want to take a moment to honor. We want to take a moment to honor Our Lady of Fatima. Today is the day of Mary, and when she appeared and converted all of Portugal, when they were a nation who were against Jesus, they were against the Son of God. And she appeared in an apparition to three little children. And no one believed in Jesus. No one believed these children were seeing the mother of God appear to them. So 70,000 people came on today, many years ago, to mock, to mock Jesus, to mock these children. And the miracle that Jesus' mother told that was going to happen. When all these people came to mock them, Mary, who Jesus, we love you that you gave us a mother who is the queen of the universe because you appointed that Jesus. She moved the sun and she made the sun dance and she showed that miracle power which her son has. And after this, all of Portugal was converted Mary always leads people to her son. So Our Lady of Fatima, we thank you for what you did today so many years ago. And we pray the prayer that you gave us. Oh my Jesus.
Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most need of your mercy. She told these children who she was a parent to, we need to pray much and make sacrifice for sinners because there are many souls who are going to hell because there's no one to make sacrifices for them. Lord, we just pray that our lives are laid down to your life like these apostles in the Bible, that we can make sacrifices to you, that we are open to your whole kingdom, that in a world that needs the Son of God, the light of God, and the gospel preached, we can do this. And we can be history makers to convert our inner circle, our cities, our towns, whatever you need to happen. Whatever you need to happen, it all comes through you, Jesus. And we thank you for the fullness that you've given us on this earth. Our Blessed Mother at Fatima, World War I was going on. And she said, if the people of God do not repent and turn to Jesus, there would be a World War II. She was prophetic. She said this in 1917. 1917. And again, people didn't listen. People didn't listen to turn to Jesus. Regina Chaley, Leitare, Alleluia. Quiaquem meruisti portare, Alleluia. Resurrected secundixit, Alleluia. Oh yes, how we need the Lord Jesus Christ. How we need Mary, you know, Mary's yes changed the world. Your yes can change your town, your village, your state. It depends upon your yes. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.